trying to call Jordan Calhoun, the editor-in-chief at Lifehacker, isn't easy. Trust me, I've tried. Jordan simply doesn't take chances when it comes to his attention and his productivity. He wants his devices to be productivity tools, not a means for other people to distract him. So what is Jordan's step-by-step process for ensuring his phone and computer only command his attention when he wants them to? My name is Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organisational psychologist and the founder of behavioural science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. In today's show, I speak with Jordan about what he has done to stop technology and various apps hijacking his attention. I go the nuclear route, which your mileage may vary. You may not want to do this depending on the type of person you are and how important notifications are to you. But when it comes to things that infringe on my attention, I turn them off whenever I download a new app, whenever I begin a new service, whenever I sign up for a new thing that has access to my inbox, I turn off all notifications and then I actively turn on only the ones that I feel that I need. Because these apps and services, everything wants your attention on their terms. That app that you download, that service that you use is going to want to tell you, hey, this is this is when we want your attention. This is when we think you should pay attention to, the, to us. I feel that once I have a certain level of control over my life and my schedule and my calendar, then it should be up to me to decide when I want notifications for things. So I automatically turn them off by default, even for my phone, Amantha, like I, I, my phone automatically blocks numbers that I don't recognize. Like I, I, I so hate unwanted interruptions that I try to block them at every chance that I get. And I trust myself to be able to organize my calendar and organize my schedule in a way that works for me and only choose those notifications that I really, really need. You mentioned blocking phone numbers. And I know when uh, my producer did a pre-interview with you before what we're doing right now, we had to send our phone number ahead of time so that we wouldn't be blocked. Can you tell me (laughs) about what you are doing with numbers on your phone? Yeah. So again, this is a nuclear option. This might not be advisable for everyone. I'll tell you sort of the good and the bad of it. The good of it, obviously, is that I do not get spam calls. I don't know if you have a similar problem. Oh, so many. So many. Yeah. There's so many bot calls and they're only projected to increase. Like the volume of bot calls has increased, I don't know, a thousand times in the past like handful of years. And it's only going to get worse. So you're just going to get so many spam calls, so many telemarketers that are just going to, you know, make you look at your phone and check who's calling and think for a moment that it might be someone important or your mother calling you. And it's really not right. It's just going to be a robot. It's going to be a recording. So the good part is that I don't have that problem. I do not get telemarketers. I do not get spam calls. I do not get calls from, you know, people who I didn't explicitly give my number to. That's the great part. The downside of it is, you know, if my dentist wants to call me and it's a new dentist to confirm my appointment, (laughs) they're not going to be able to. They're going to have to send me an email or they're going to have to send me a text message. I have to be really strategic about either 
warning people, hey, let me save your phone number so that I have it. I have to like be on top of that myself or knowing that they have an alternative means of connecting with me, whether that's email or whatever else. Now, I want to ask about email as well, because I imagine you're getting even more unsolicited emails from people such as myself. I, I was, you know, quite quite chuffed that I got through, Jordan. Uh, but <laughs> how, how are you managing your emails with, you know, with regard to this problem? Whew, so I have my personal email and my professional email, and I treat them sort of differently. Um, well, in some ways I treat them the same. I am an inbox zero person across all of my inboxes. So I try to empty out my inbox and archive things because I sort of use my email as a to-do list or the only things that are in my inbox are things that are actionable, like things that actually need to be done. For my professional email, I am really, really strict. And that's mostly because my professional email is public. And that means that anyone can email me and I get a lot of emails from every PR person and every publicist under the sun advertising everything that you could possibly imagine asking if I'm willing to cover it. So if your email address is public out there, then you might want to follow again, my very (laughs) admittedly strict sort of guidelines, which is that everyone, whether they're, you know, a PR person, whoever is reaching out. And I will again, preface this by saying, this is a little bit extreme, but I, I basically block every email that I get after they've emailed me once. Like you, you sort of get a, a one-shot policy. <laughs> so, so if I get an email from, from someone about something that I'm not interested in, I, you know, either I can respond and tell them I'm, I'm not interested if I feel that it deserves a personal response. But if it's just a, a mass PR email about something, then I block them and I move on and I'll never have to worry. And the reason I do that, Amantha, is because because they'll always follow up. They'll always follow up two or three or four times. And if you know that you're not going to respond affirmatively to this person, you might not want to respond at all because they're just, you know, it's, it's basically spam. Then why are you, why would I leave myself open to the follow up? Like I either need to respond to tell them I'm not interested or block them. And that's the decision that I make with every email that comes into my inbox. Like, do I want to give them another chance? I'll be honest, 99% of them, because I get so much in my inbox, like 99% of it, I just automatically block and just continue living my life. I love Jordan's ruthless approach to blocking emails, and it's something that I've adopted in my own life now. So I get a lot of pictures from people about being on this podcast, and inevitably they follow up three or four times, sometimes more. And as strange as it feels blocking people, my goodness, it has freed up a lot of space in my inbox and also in my head. If you're looking for more tips to improve the way that you work, I write a short fortnightly newsletter that contains three cool things that I've discovered that help me work better, ranging from software and gadgets that I'm loving through to interesting research findings. You can sign up for that at howiwork.co. That's howiwork.co. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba, who does the audio mix for every episode and makes everything sound so much better than it would have otherwise. See you next time.